Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company and sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook. The Baseball Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Abdallah, the White Sox first team in the American League to qualify for the playoffs. Yesterday, the come from behind victory, 4-3 to three on the Twins. They take 3-4 of four against the Twins, and that's something that we are talking about all season long is how will this team adjust throughout the season when then they face the teams who are supposed to be really good, right? Because we've seen them beat up on the teams they're supposed to. This young, powerful team, this powerful lineup, and also getting good starting pitching, how will they fare against the teams that will also be in the playoffs? And we see three of four against the Twins, including the comeback, that two-run rally yesterday to then get into the playoffs. Fantastic from the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just look at the last few games. They've lost two games since September 3rd, you know, going all the way back then. So if you look at this team right now, they're just rolling on all cylinders. It's great for Sox fans. You take three out of four from Minnesota. Now you get to go play Cincinnati. Tim Anderson gets the day off. You know, you'd figure that they'd have the the day after uh, party uh, lineup, but, you know, only Tim Anderson gets the day off. And then other than that, now you look at, you know, setting up your rotation. Keiko's going to go tomorrow uh, on Saturday, and then, you know, Cease is going to go Sunday. Giolito's going to go on Monday. And this is kind of setting, the, the Sox are kind of setting themselves up for their playoff rotation uh, for these last couple series. You've got three series left. You've got three against the Reds, four against the, uh, the Indians, and then three against the Cubs that, at this point, you know, we're going to be talking about rest versus rust, right? Like, we're going to be talking about, you know, should the should the White Sox give some guys a few days off to get them fresh for the playoffs? They've only played 60 games, so does that stuff matter? These are good conversations to be having if you're a White Sox fan right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the one thing that to kind of point to is you kind of joke about having a post-celebration lineup tonight. The problem is they, they the division isn't sealed up over. yet. Nope. You know, and the, the number one seed in the AL, not over yet, right? So this is all stuff that the White Sox are going to be uh, looking at, trying to get towards as we kind of start things here on the baseball show. We do have a, a Cubs game as well tonight, so we will talk a lot of Cubs and Twins. Uh, Cal Hendricks on the mound, but also the Chicago White Sox, they will be taking on the Cincinnati Reds in about five minutes. Uh, so, White Sox baseball right now. We'll talk to you at 312-332-3776. And this is where we start tonight with our first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch. And I have to say, this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. There's your first pitch and then some. On ESPN 1000. So if we go back to last night. Or yesterday, really, in the afternoon. It was a day game. The Chicago White Sox, the the seventh inning rally for the Sox as they come back to beat the Twins. Let's take a look back at what took place yesterday as the Sox get into the playoffs. 
two. Abreu on the ground, left-hand side, Polanco. Jose beat it out! This ball game is tied. Abreu another two-strike RBI. If there's anybody in that room that I'm, that I'm really, really happy for, in particular, people. Because he, he does represent the White Sox in the, in the best way that you can possibly represent the White Sox. And now Eloy Jimenez rips one down the left field. The Sox are going to take the lead. Gilmer Sanchez scores. Eloy's got a surprise for Sergio Romo, and it's 4-3. to three. Seventh inning runs. This ball club is deadly from the seventh inning on. For me, the, that was really a special moment, and uh, I just let it go. It's, it's really, really fun, you know. First pitch swing in the air. Luis Robert makes the catch. And in a year when so many of us have had to be apart, we all will journey together into October with the White Sox for the first time in 12 years. The Sox are going to the playoffs. It's an emotional day, I think, all the way around for everybody because it's been a lot of hard work. But we are taking a tremendous amount of joy in where we're at, but we're not done. Yeah, now there's a division to win. The Sox have the tiebreaker over Minnesota and a three-game lead with ten games to play. We want to you know, the bigger goal. Um, you know, these are just steps along the way. And uh, what we did this now, now it's on to the next. What, what else can we do? The White Sox are going to the playoffs. You will watch October baseball this year. Shout out to Eric Ostrowski for putting that together as the White Sox win yesterday. They're, they are a playoff team, as you hear uh, Jason Benet say it right there. And Adam, uh, you know, the one thing that I kind of look at is this is our first pitch tonight. And the, the key here is, did you see the column on MLB.com from Scott Merkin today? Uh, the White Sox want the bigger goal after clinch. And the whole conversation about this team and where they're supposed to be as far as their timeline. Because it's young talent coming together, playing well in this season, a little bit unexpectedly to this point. But we all know that they are a talented group, and this is the group of young players that someday will grow together to be a powerful team in the American League. And I kind of look at this, and I've looked at the season uh, this way the entire time, is why not take advantage of the situation that's presented itself with this shortened schedule with the great play they brought to the table, with the starting pitching that's giving you the third best ERA and the ninth best whip in all baseball. You have a bullpen that's giving you top 10 bullpen statistics as well. And the lineup, these young players are hitting. They're mashing for you. So to me, you can talk about the timelines. I appreciate that the article today from Scott Merkin on MLB.com isn't how is this team going to manage. Instead, it's they're hungry. And they want more. And getting into the playoffs is the first step. But guess what? There are more steps behind that one. And they are looking to do more than just get into the playoffs. To me, this is one of those things where if you're a White Sox fan, this is a great sign. You get into the playoffs. Right now, you're the best team in the American League. But let's get more. Absolutely. And I think that if you look at the way the season was constructed, Chris, it's like Everybody's saying, oh, it's 60 games, people are hot, people are in slumps, all that kind of stuff, whatever. This is basically like you started the season, everybody at the same 
uh, at, with the same record at the end of July. Yeah. You were playing the same amount of playoffs. There's more teams, so you have to get through another round. There's not going to be travel days. If anything, this year is tougher because of all of the uh, – and I'll say this no matter who wins the World Series. I don't care who wins – You know, it, no matter which team wins the World Series, it's tougher this year. The protocols that baseball players have to deal with, The yes, they're getting paid lots of money. But everything that this team has, has, has to deal with, and every team around Major League Baseball, you know, worrying about games not being played. You know, there, there, there's players um, that are testing positive. There's games that have been canceled, playing double headers, playing seven inning double headers, focusing on winning a game in seven innings as opposed to having those extra two innings, dealing with everything surrounding coronavirus, not seeing your certain family members or certain friends that you would like to see, like all of us are dealing with right now. It's just a lot for people to deal with mentally and i feel like this is if there's going to be an asterisk or anything like that it should be because of everything that has gone into trying to put this playoff run together for teams you're not going to have fans for home field advantage you're not going to have you're going to be in a bubble you know we've seen teams in the nba that are thriving in the bubble that may not have under normal circumstances that might be the case for major league baseball but to see this young team and i'll go to a quote that wasn't said to reporters it was jose abreu said it after the game when he was talking to teammates and said, I finally made it. Jose Abreu has been on this team. This is his seventh year on the team, and he's finally made the playoffs. And for him to be an MVP candidate on a team that has two MVP candidates and being a leader for this team when as down as they were in previous years when he got to the team, and now to have it come to fruition that I'm rooting for nothing but the best for this team moving forward. I hope they win it all. Uh, I think they have everything to win it all. And I don't think that you should be saying, oh, well, maybe next year, you know, like this is still like let's all one win at a time. No, the goal this year is the World Series. This team is good enough to win the World Series. No more can they keep this up. Uh, We'll see. This team is good enough to win the World Series right now. 312-332-3776. We'll talk baseball with you like uh, John and Evanston. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, guys, you know, I'm going to keep it short. I love the way Ricky has kept this team grounded this year. He's, he's worked on, on them just having fun, going out, playing ball, playing hard, getting used to playing together. Um, he's been keeping, you know, things intact. The young pitchers, and Grandel really loves the pitchers on this club, and and he has come out and said the youthfulness on this team has made it fun for him again, which is big time. And, um, yeah, you know, Anderson bouncing back this year with the year he's having and, and Abreu taking charge of that clubhouse this year. And, you know, you can see he's having fun, too. I, I think this I don't think this team is worried about how far can we go. It's, you know, Game by game, boys. Let's just go out, play, do what we've been doing all year. Play hard, have fun, and see where it goes. Absolutely, John. I appreciate the phone call. 312-332-3776. So, Abdal, that's what our first pitch is about tonight, is that this team, and it goes with what John just said, you know, take advantage of what's in front of you. And we've seen this now over the course of the last few champions. We've seen this. Uh, the Astros in 2017, the Cubs in 2016, the, the Dodgers over the course of the last five-plus years, uh, the Yankees last year. I know the Yankees and the Dodgers do spend, but the Cubs and the Astros, more specifically, are two teams that had young talent come together, thrive together, 
before their timelines hit, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Cubs were winning a championship before we assumed that they would win a championship in 2016. Now you can kind of look back and say maybe they all, like that was the outlier season because like that's the best that all of those players played together. Um, But for this Sox team, what I've kind of seen over the last few years in baseball is when you have young talent coming up together, there is no end date. There is no um, ceiling on the potential what you can accomplish when young players go out and they give it their all each and every night. And and I love to see the veterans mixing in there, Grandal, and then you see Keuchel, and then Jose Abreu. And the fact that he is now having a career year in this great season for the Chicago White Sox is such a stellar story in Major League Baseball this season. I think that you're over the next couple of weeks here leading into the playoffs, or I guess a week, really, you'll hear a lot of stuff about, well, the young guys just won't know any better. Like, is the pressure going to get to them, or are they just going to go out and play and not know any better? I think this is a team that is confident. I think this is a team that is, um, I don't want to say cocky, but like, just confident. They, they, there's a, there's a swag. There's a, there's a knowing you can go in confidence and, and confidence. And yeah, and like when we listened to that montage just there, and Steve Stone said it. This team from the seventh inning on has been great. They that never one goes out of the park. Well, Take my word for it. Anyway, well, the, they never think that. Don't talk about the ball. Club. Yeah. He doesn't get, that one goes out of the doesn't, park. Doesn't care Take that there's a highlight. For they anyway, never for it. They never think that they're out of it. They never <laughs> think that they can be uh, defeated. They always think that they can come back late in games. There's no quit in this team because they're so young and hungry and I think that that feeds into everything that's going to lead to winning a winning a World Series this year because of everything that that they have had to deal with with the this coronavirus shortened season and I wonder this you know recent history's kind of shown us that baseball is a young man's game mm-hmm. you know and, and when you can stack the young talent together all hitting at the same time those are the teams that usually pop I mean think back to the Nationals last year yeah, had a lot of young talent, right? They're not having a good season this year, mm-hmm. but still. So, Blake and Abdallah talking with you here on ESPN 1000, the baseball show. Coming up next, Cal Hendricks is on the mound. He seemed to find his way in his last couple of starts after losing three in a row. We'll talk about Hendricks and the Cubs, and what do I see? Is that Tim from the south side on hold again? <laughs> wow. Two shows back-to-back. Are we going to do... Hold on. Do I got to get my math? Do I got to get my calculator off? My TI-83? We'll talk to Tim next. From Wrigley on the North to Guaranteed Rate on the South. This is the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. All right. We've had some good vibes on the White Sox tonight. If you want to join the conversation, 312-332-3776. But we'll also uh, talk some Cubs baseball as well. But before we continue on, Tim on the south side is on ESPN 1000. (laughs) You ready for this, Abdallah? Uh, Born ready. I got my calculator out. Let's do this. All right. 29 is greater than 32. When you're 32, 29, get your calculator out. You know, nothing has changed since we last (laughs) talked. The White Sox are the same team. They're twenty-one and three against Detroit, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh, and now twelve and fourteen against the rest of the league. So get your calculator out for that one. And if you guys could, I think you better check the Chicago White Sox fans for diabetes. The way you lead in to every baseball show, holy crap! Sugarcoat everything. What about the bullpen dropping like flies? Aaron Bummer now Marshall. Holy, this this team, you got a right fielder that can't hit. you got Edwin Encarcion that's bad and can't bat his weight. 
Jose Abreu is great. Check yeah. him for steroids. Holy oh, crap. Wow. What, what, who does wow. this guy think he is at the age of 43? He's, he's smashing balls out of the yard. Yeah, but wouldn't you do a steroid check? He's 33. He's from Cuba, right? He's 33. What's wrong with that? I think he's 33. Yeah, he is 33. I agree. Is he 53? Get your calculator out. Tim, is that all you got? Let's talk no, some Cubs baseball. What's going on with the now, Chicago now Cubs? The sugar, the, the Are you ready for the Cubs? We, I mean, you're giving the whole city of Chicago White Sox diabetes. My you mom know, has Marshall, type 2 diabetes. Yeah, what, what, he went down today. Anything? Is that a problem? Yeah, I think it is. I think you need him. I would prefer him to be in uh, my bullpen so that I can use him in the 7th and 8th innings. That'd be right. nice. And, I agree. And 12 and 14 against the rest of the league. You still enjoy that? Can can I ask a question? Because on Wednesday night you called and then you called back to tell I think it was Eric producing the show that the I Cubs said they played ten games with Detroit and Kansas right, City. Right. The Cubs didn't do that. Yeah, but the Cubs have played Detroit and Pardon? Kansas City. And Kansas City. Yeah, the Cubs are what? The Cubs, the Cubs have, have played, played Detroit teams. and Kansas City. You know that they're only playing the AL Central and the you NL understand Central. That when you play ten with Detroit and ten with Kansas City. That's different than three and three against Kansas City and Detroit. You know, Detroit actually beat uh, the Cubs two out of three. I'm right. just, I'm and just. St. Louis beat the White Sox two out of those, three. Those Does games that mean St. Louis is no, those games didn't count. Were those preseason games? Were those okay. spring training games? So what do you think? Cubs games? and Twins this weekend, three games set. What do you think? Guys, is you're 12 and 14 against the rest of the league. Yep. There's no denying that, correct? Bird. No, I'm, I, I I'm, get I'm with Tim. You. Did, are yeah. the there? You know what else? There's not denying. Are the White Sox going to the playoffs? Yes, and so are the Cubs, and so are the Yankees, and so are Cleveland. Anybody could win this. Listen, the Sox are dry. Give the Sox another 100 games, and Ricky Renteria would destroy that bullpen. 50 games, he got Aaron Bummer and Marshall already on the DL. He doesn't know how to manage five innings. Every starting pitcher gets yanked after five innings. It's, it's embarrassing that you guys brag about this team. I don't think we're bragging about it, but let's talk about the Cubs. What do they do this weekend against the Twins? Three-game set. What do you think? You know, I, I would love to take two out of three. I would love to beat the, beat, beat the Twins two out of three and then sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates and then just get ready for the playoffs, which is probably what's going to happen. But anything could happen in the playoffs. It's like I'm telling you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys are all excited because you know why the timeline is 12 years. You haven't been in it. This is the Cubs' fifth playoff appearance in six years. We're like the Yankees. You guys are like, I don't know, Miami Marlins. The Yankees. How, um, how's Chris Bryant doing? He all right? Uh, how, how's that when Carcion? How's that okay, when Encarnacion is not doing well at all. I agree. You. Okay, so. Wait, wait, how, many Bryant, Bryant, how, Bryant, how many RBI does Encarnacion have? How many RBI does Encarnacion have? Bryant's five RBI on the table? Do we talk about that? Bang 205. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am uh, sure. I, I am, I am uh, as sure as Jose Abreu is on steroids. Okay. All right. All right. How many? Uh, how many uh, fastball, you uh, your fastball not there. quite there tonight. Uh, not going to lie. Oh. oh you, but, see it. But we didn't. See it, yeah. That. Hmm. This, the, you guys, y'all heard the click. I, I did not do that. His, line, his lines are heard the click. And last I checked, All right. Edwin Encarnacion, I, as I I'm like, looking at the latest stats, unless he's got one now, no, it's still scoreless as the Sox are in, Can- or in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion has 17 RBI. Compared to Bryant's five. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, can I just say this? Uh, I enjoy when Tim calls the show. I do too. Shout out to Tim. Tim's Listen, great. all calls welcome regardless I like of Tim. math. Good job, Tim. Or, uh, I'm not being sarcastic either. I enjoy talking to Tim. I think he's fun. It's a good, I, I mean, it's a good listen, conversation. Uh, my mom has type 2 diabetes. I don't know about that. Well, I don't but, know why uh, he's going after Shauna, but I mean, listen. And, and I also don't know why uh, why, why we got to test a brave for steroids. Don't they, I, they, t- they do that on their own? I mean, I... I I think it's fun. It's not like they were like, hey, guys, we're going to be doing enough coronavirus <laughs> testing, so we're just not going to uh, test let's for, forget about for the steroids other stuff. this year. Yeah, Tom in Oaklawn, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hi, uh, guys. I think Tim on the south side is just a little upset because uh, the Cubs traded Lou Brock for Ernie Brolio so many times. It was like <laughs> worst trade ever. <laughs> so, and uh, I don't know. I don't think that trade worked out for the Cubs. I'm not sure. And uh, as far as I'm not even going to acknowledge the whole test Jose Abreu for steroids. Yeah, I think stupid. I, I, I think Cubs fans are the least per- people to be saying that anybody should be tested for steroids, you know, considering everything that happened in 1998 and such, where nobody was being tested and everything that way. So I'm not, I'm that's, it's just ridiculous and such. So, although Thanks, I do Tom. enjoy his rants, his rants are hilarious. It's funny. Oh yeah, it's funny, right? Sense. They don't make any sense. They're a lot of fun. They're hilarious. Gives me a big chuckle and such every time I hear him talk. So, but uh, you know, that's about it. Thank yeah, you. He's got no substance. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. We appreciate. Uh, I will Tom. say this. I'm sorry, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Uh, I will say this. Uh, jealousy. Yeah, pretty cute team, though. Jealousy is a stinky cologne. Let's go to Will in Virginia, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Will? Hey, what's up, guys? I do have a quick bias point, but real fast. I have to give you a message. Gustavo says hi. He wanted to remind Adam about his anniversary coming up, and he wants to have drinks with you in 2223. Now, real fast, bias. I think he's starting to come back. I feel like he's starting to get that swag, as I, as, uh, as uh, Adam said. He's gotten some big hits. He's got the home run lately. But, Adam, I have to ask you, you have the expertise in this matter. Mm. Is the swag, is Javi back? Is he coming back? Um, uh, I, maybe with uh, – he still looks lost at the plate. He still looks lost at the plate. You got mad at me last week when I tried to uh, ask you about it, so I'm going to let Will take this. No, Will, no, 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 no. Will, I'm not mad. Address this bias situation is, with... This is easily the, his worst season ever. Easily. You know? Um, and I think that he maybe found something with stealing home and, uh, and, and you know, scoring on an error and that kind of stuff, but ultimately he still just looks lost at the plate, and that's a big bat that you need in the lineup. You need him and Chris Bryant in order to advance in the playoffs. You are not going to advance if the two guys that you rely on in that lineup aren't hitting. Simple as that. So I would say right now, um, kind of swagless. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that he's starting to figure it out. It's only been a few games, so yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Definitely need Bryant Contreras, Abayas, everybody to get this thing going. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Javi is starting to figure something out because he's, you know, he had a couple good games against Cleveland, I guess. So we'll see what happens, right? Will, you said you talked to Gustavo. When did you talk to Gustavo Vega? Gustavo yeah, Vega, for just... those who don't know, Gustavo Vega has been following Black and Abdallah when we were just a podcast that we would record in Studio C in the back closet and, and no one would listen to, what, 10, 11, 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. We would record this podcast put it out. No mm-hmm. one would listen. The only person that was listening at the time was Gustavo Vega. When did you talk to Gustavo? Yeah, it was today. It was uh, Actually, uh, we talked over the last week, and then today we finished up our pods. So, yeah, good stuff. He had a lot of good content. Good, uh, 
lots of good stories about you guys from back in the day, like you just mentioned. Awesome. We'll have to check that out. All right, Will. Have a great weekend, all right, man? All right, you too. That's awesome. Gustavo Vega, like, legitimately the only person that listened to our show, like, Well, yeah, years and ago. what Will's doing is he's talking to, he's doing, like, a <laughs> podcast series with a bunch of the, the ESPN 1000 regulars. You know, like the guys that call in, the P1s of ESPN 1000. So That's awesome. Which is, which is great because you get to know the people. Like, it's people that we talk to, like Will, uh, like Gustavo, like Salim, these guys that call in all the time that we are getting to know more about because all we know is their sports takes, really. You know? let, let me uh, go back to Tim. Tim, uh, Tim from the South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. Ew. Oh, he's not there. Can I go? Maybe he's online too. Nope. Line three? Okay. Um, the reason I bring this up, Abdallah, because I forgot about this, but I saw it earlier today. Jesse Rogers tweeted this. ESPN's Jesse Rogers. Random stat of the day. Mm. The Cubs have played Wait, can just... We cha- can we change the name of the uh, of the segment to random stat of the no, night? No, no, no. This oh, is just damn. for Jesse. Uh, the Cubs have played just seven of 50 games against plus 500 teams. By far the least in baseball. Four against the Indians. Three against the Sox. They'll nearly double that total as six of their final 10 are against plus 500 teams. Where's Tim on that one? Hello, Tim on the south side. You're going after the Sox and how they've beaten no one. The Cubs have played the fewest plus 500 teams in all baseball. Got a pretty cute team there. I mean, what's going on there? (laughs) That's all I want to (laughs) ask. A pretty cute team there. I I still love it. You can hit all the home runs you want. Defense never slumps. Pitching never slumps. Can I ask you about Kyle Hendricks when we come back? Yeah. This is the Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. ask you about Kyle Hendricks. He's starting tonight for the Chicago Cubs against the Minnesota Twins tonight at Wrigley Field. But first, this Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by body armor. Yesterday, Rizzo went one for three. Actually, it was on Wednesday. He went one for three with one hit, two walks as the Cubs win in 10, three to two on Wednesday. Tonight, Rizzo is in the leadoff spot playing first. For the Chicago Cubs, with potassium-packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes, ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. Got it right here. I know. Is that yours? I got, this is uh, the or is orange that studio uh, body armor. No, there was there was a that couple was in the fridge. There were a couple in the fridge. It's nice. not mine. There were, I didn't bring it from home, but there are a couple in the fridge here. This is the orange clementine body armor light. That's my favorite. Uh, only two grams of sugar. Uh, no added sugars, like you mentioned. Zero. Yeah. Ad- I'm looking at the nutrition facts right here. These are facts, people. Facts. It's got 70% of your vitamin C for the day. It's delicious. 200% of your vitamin B. That's like two days worth of vitamin B and B12. Two days worth. Right here. In this. In one bottle. Yes. We, uh, yes, we get it. Yeah. As, Body armor. Drink delicious. It. Yeah. I'm not going to drink it right now because we're golfing tomorrow and I'm going to bring it bring to it the golf you? course. Yeah, All right. I'm taking that one. I'm taking... Who's ever this left it in the fridge? It's mine now. All right. Well, there you go. Don't uh, leave stuff so in the fridge. This Rizzo update is powered by Body Armor. Let me ask you this about Kyle Hendricks. Um, we saw in the month of August, he lost three straight games against the Cardinals, the White Sox, and the Reds. 
Um, it was almost a, uh, you know, three straight starts. He didn't pitch well. He was giving up a lot of hits, a lot of earned runs, uh, and things were going in the wrong direction. Here in the month of September, Kyle Hendricks has gotten back on the right track. He has three straight wins. Uh, last time out, seven and two-thirds innings pitch, uh, giving up six hits, two runs, uh, only one home run, two home runs he's given up in this month. But he had seven strikeouts, and he threw 106 pitches. So he's going deep into games. Uh, he went eight against the Cardinals on uh, September the 7th. And so when we look at Kyle Hendricks, who is on the mound tonight against the Twins, has he turned it around? Are you confident in Kyle Hendricks as your number two for the Chicago Cubs now heading towards the playoffs? And was that little trip up in the middle of this short season in August, the three-game losing streak, just kind of a a bad run for him, and now he's on on the right path. I think so. I think you know if you talk to Kyle Hendricks, uh, he's one of the smartest guys in the room, and I don't mean that in like a like a bad way. I don't mean like he's not like mean about it. You well, know what a, I mean? He's a student of the game. He yeah, studies his yeah. craft. So, and I think it's very easy to for pitchers to find, especially him, because he's done it before. Find out what little hitch he's got going on and his mechanics and like Jesse was on yesterday talking about how John Lester needed to figure out that he was going in his in his uh delivery he was going from uh from 10 to 4 instead of going from like 11 to 5 you know so he needed to figure that out like so Hendricks you know he can watch himself pitch in 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 these video sessions figure out what that little mechanic thing is and fix it and hopefully that's what the issue was for those couple games where he you know mess where he didn't have good outings and now you need him going into the playoffs because in these three game sets for the in the wild card series you hope that you Darvish can go as your one and then Hendricks can go as your two and then if you need to get to a three hopefully John Lester has figured something out and can give you a you know a start if you need it if you if it goes to three games. Um, so I think that I think he has figured it out because I think he's capable of doing it. You know, he's not just I'm going to throw this as hard as I can. He's not just you know trying to throw 100 miles an hour and hope that his fastball beats everybody. He's more of that. The comparison is always Greg Maddox. You know, like he's nibbling at the strike zone. He's yeah. using a lot of his def- a lot of the defense in his outings. So I feel like he's the guy on the staff that can pinpoint what is wrong and fix it the quickest. Kyle Hendricks, uh, tonight's starter for the Cubs, is two and zero with a one point six six ERA and three starts in this month, striking out seventeen batters and walking two. He has walked just six batters. In 65 and two-thirds innings pitched this season. Good for a National League best and a 0.82 walks per nine innings. So you're right, Abdallah, because the fact that he he doesn't walk anyone, so he keeps traffic off the base pads. I know he gave up, what what did I say, seven or eight hits in his last outing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the ability to get guys to swing and miss and to ground out and to kind of just move the game along without giving free passes to the opposition, I think is key here. And I think I think you're right. I think he has figured it out. And I think it gives the Cubs a lethal one-two punch heading into the playoffs. Now, what do you do for the third person in that rotation when you're getting, getting into a playoff series? Uh, it's tough because John Lester at points this year has been really bad. He's also been decent. So, like, and we've seen Alec Mills give you – a no-hitter, mm-hmm. but also we've seen him struggle. Um, so there's a lot to kind of look at with the Chicago Cubs and their pitching rotation as we head towards the playoffs. 
Top two, Sox and Reds. The Reds lead one nothing. Cassianos, a home run to left in the bottom of the first. So the Reds lead one nothing over the Sox. Stephen Elmhurst, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, one of the things that when you're talking about Hendricks that you always have to keep in mind is uh, on the road versus at home. He He's had an incredible uh, run at Wrigley Field over the last few years. And uh, the last, I know at least two of those starts that you're talking about that he's done really well were at Wrigley Field. Now, if we see him have a, a couple of really good starts down the stretch here away from Wrigley Field, I'd feel really good about that because, uh, you know, he's he struggled in places like uh, Cincinnati where you think, oh, man, he got to go out there and probably uh, have a pretty good outing. And no, 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 he, had, he struggled. And, uh so, you know, that's one of the factors. But when you talk about the, the third uh, pitcher in a rotation in the playoffs, man, I'll tell you what, Mills, forget about the no-hitter. I mean, obviously that was outstanding. But the start before that was also outstanding. And he's made an adjustment. The league adjusted to him after the first couple of games where he was he, – the first few games of the season, he was outstanding. Then the league adjusted to him. They started looking for the changeup. And, uh, and they were hitting him pretty good. And now he's adjusted back. And he's throwing more fastballs, more breaking balls, and he's having a lot more success, obviously, the last couple starts. So um, I really like him. And John Lester, I mean, it was nice to see him have a good outing. Um, you know, the one before last was especially good. But uh, I just don't – I don't think he's a guy I trust a whole lot. Um, so I would have Mills in that number three. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for the phone call. Call again, all right? The, well, there, there's also uh, a, an interesting, you know, uh, strategy that Jesse floated as well. Where if you don't want Lester to be your third pitcher, what if he pitched your second game and then Hendricks pitched your third game if you needed him to? Like you, Darvish goes out there, gets you a win. Mm. I know. It's, I don't like messing around. On I that. don't like messing around either. You know why? I don't because like messing next around thing you know, either. You lose the first two, and then what's the point? But do you trust John Lester in a must-win situation? I mean, I would rather start the better pitcher sooner. No, I I agree with like, you. Like I'm not I'm not playing that game where yeah, well we'll take care of business here and there and you know if we need them. No, 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 no. Start, I agree. With start you. your best pitchers. I agree with you. Uh, but then to, you could also start Hendricks in game 1 of that next series. To um well, get to the next series first. That's true. Um to go with the home and away splits for Kyle Hendricks in his career. Uh, at home, he is 35 and 20 in 85 games start. Uh, away, he's 33 and 27 in 87 games. His ERA at home, 2.58. His ERA on the road, 3.75. He's given up 57 home runs on the road and 45 at Wrigley Field. Hmm. So, I mean, he is a much better pitcher at the friendly confines. Well, lucky, I mean, Field. ideally for the Cubs, should they win the division, that first round will be at home. So you should probably, that goes to the theory of should you wait and pitch him in game three. I mean, it doesn't really matter because all three are at home. So if you need him, he will be at home for the first, uh, for the wild card series at least. And then all the all the games are on the road for every team, essentially, in this uh, in the bubble in the postseason. Does, so. does you, Jar- Darvish, have a chance to win the Cy Young? Hmm. We'll talk about it next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week 9 and 6.
on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You got that body armor over there still? Yeah. Right here. It's going into the bag because I'm taking it golfing. This Anthony Rizzo update is hydrated by body armor. On Wednesday, Rizzo win one for three with a hit, two walks as the Cubs win three to two in 10 innings as Rizzo tonight will be leading off and playing first for the Chicago Cubs with potassium-packed electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, or dyes. Ditch your old sports drink and switch body armor. We're going golfing tomorrow, we so are. are you going to bring one for me, I'm too? Bring, there's another one in the fridge if you want it. Here? Grab it, yeah. Okay, what, what flavor? There's a coconut one in there. Oh, that's a that's there's, a good one too. There's some more of this one, the tangerine or orange clementine. That's good as well. I love it. No sugar added. All right. Vitamins uh, B3, B5, B6, B9, B12, all the Bs. All yeah. the Bs are in here. Um, Vitamin tomorrow. A, C, and E. 700 milligrams of potassium. Yeah, yeah, yes, we got it. Uh, body armor, drink Coconut it. water. Uh, Chicago's College Hellgate tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1030 to 1230. Indeed. So we're going to do the show, and then we're going to go play. And then we're going to go play, yeah. Is that what we're doing? That's. I mean, I'm bringing my clubs to the station. So. Are you? All right. Yeah, I mean, you're driving me. Talk about show going. prep. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So grab an extra body armor for what, me tomorrow, What do you mean? Right? For, for a buddy. Grab a body armor for a buddy. Can you do that tomorrow? What? Put it in your own bag. All right. I'll trade you. You give. I'll take the screwball. You give me the body armor. Both are good. All right, good. I'll mix them. Uh, let's go first to third. First to third. He is safe. Bryce Harper goes from first to third on a ground out. Black and Abdallah. Burning around second base. Go first to third. All the way from one corner to another. Not stopping at second. He's going to try for third. And the throw is not in time. Able to go all the way from first to third on a wild pitch. First to third. On the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Three stories from around Major League Baseball today. And Abdallah, the first one up on first to third is this. I always love this. Uh, MLB.com, they give out a a poll to all the reporters. Mm-hmm. They say, vote like you're voting on the Cy Young. Okay. And then they tally all the counts. Uh, they tally all the votes back. And they figure out who right now would win the Cy Young if the season ended today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the American League, it would be Shane Bieber for the Indians. He received 38 first place votes. Uh, second place was Lance Lynn from the Rangers. And third place, Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. When we look at the American League, how do you think the voters on MLB.com voted for Cy Young in the National League? I think uh, I think Shane Bieber's running away with it. For for the American League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about the National League? The Who National do you think League, that they would vote for? Uh, let's see. You've got Darvish. You've got DeGrom. Mm-hmm. You've got Max uh, from the Braves. Freed? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. I think probably those three, right? Okay, so 17. Oh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer's in the conversation yeah. as well. With 17 first place votes, you Darvish would be the writer's pick for Cy Young mm-hmm. if the season ended today. Jacob DeGrand, number two. Trevor Bauer, number three. How so. close was it, though? How was the voting? Uh, DeGrom got 15 votes, and Darvish got 17. Ooh, so close. it was pretty close. Close, yeah. close, Where close. In the American League, uh, Bieber got all 38 votes. Wow, okay, okay, so. okay. All right, so that's the first story on first That's what third. I thought you were asking originally, is who, right. like, who ran away with it it's or who good. won. Who won? Uh, the second story on first to third tonight, barrel rates. 
When you look at barrel rates in baseball, it tells the story of who the best teams in baseball are. In fact, if you look at all the teams who are going to make the playoffs, there's only three teams right now that are not in the top of barrel rate in all of baseball. It's the Marlins, the Astros, and the Indians. And we know the Indians don't have a good offense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It makes sense with the Marlins. Mm -hmm. You would think that Mm -hmm. the Astros would have more power in their lineup. But basically, every good team, the best in baseball, the Dodgers, the Padres are two, the Braves are three, the White Sox are four, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, the Reds, the Giants, the Rays, A's, Yankees, Cubs, Twins. Those are all teams fighting for a playoff position and will make the playoffs. All right. All right. Explain, explain to the people what the uh, barrel rate is. It's, uh, it's getting uh, the perfect uh, exit velocity and launch angle on yeah. the bat, on mm-hmm, the ball. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. A, it's a stat cast metric that you'll see people talk about all the time. People love hitting the barrel. Right, and it's you know, the shorthand it, it, it's squaring up the baseball, getting the most power to the ball. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was an interesting article. You can find that on MLB.com as well. And also in uh, first or third, I thought this was something that we should kind of point out because we talked a lot about the White Sox clinching yesterday. The Tampa Bay Rays had two games yesterday. They also clinched a playoff spot. The Tampa Bay Rays um, right now, as they look for their magic number. To clinch the AL East is seven, but they are in the playoffs as well with the Chicago White Sox. And I think the Sox and the Rays are two teams on a collision course for the American League CS. That would be a fun series. That would be a very fun series because I think right now that the the, um, the White Sox would still get the Indians right as of right now. Uh, so that would be the first round matchup. But yeah, the, the Rays and the White Sox kind of a nightmare for baseball. I mean, it's still a Chicago market. But you kind of want if you're if you're Major League Baseball, you still want the heavy hitters in there. You still want the Yankees or the Astros in there. I would imagine you're talking from like a TV ratings from a TV ratings perspective. I mean, yeah. Listen, uh, for the American League, for the TV partners, I think the top four teams are not enticing at all. No, the White Sox, the Rays, the Athletics, the Twins. Yeah, that doesn't move the meter as far as. Large national yes. viewing numbers. Yes, White Sox fans don't get upset when we say that. No, We're just, no, 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 that's that's what it is. It's Chicago, but it's the, still the white. It's in the still American the white League, Sox. they would prefer New York, yeah. Houston, uh, Boston. Those are the teams that they want. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this White Sox team though has a lot of people interested in them, so maybe. They are starting to kind of turn the tide there. Uh, well, yeah, because they would, think they would, about it. Houston wasn't that team until they became that team, right? Oh, like but Houston, Houston's still like the fifth or sixth largest okay, market in America. Chicago's the, sec- the third largest but market. it's a split so market. I understand where that. Where most people are Cub fans. But don't you think baseball fans would rally around a fun young yeah. White Sox team? Yeah, yeah yes. That's, that's the argument yeah. for them. Uh, everything else kind of doesn't go that way. And if the playoffs started today... The White Sox will be taking on the Toronto Blue oh, okay, Jays, okay. which then leads us to our stat of the night. Jombie's mm. on base percentage was 476. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... Want me to speak? What up, what do you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. So we mentioned the Toronto Blue Jays and the stat of the night tonight it is, it is 19. As in, the Yankees hit 19 home runs in three games against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Yankees are now on an eight-game winning streak. 
And in that streak, they've hit 27 home runs to 20 compared to their opponents. At the start of the win streak, the New York Yankees were the eighth seed in the American League playoffs, sitting at 22 and 21. Now they are 29 and 21, fifth in the AL. And now Toronto at 26 and 23 is the eighth seed in the American League playoffs. Wow. 19 home runs in three games from the New York Yankees. I know they batted around yesterday at some point in the game, and a few of them hit home runs. A few Yankees players hit home runs while they batted around. So it was a huge inning uh, for them. But like it's this, this short season has been just crazy. Well, I mean, we've had multiple stories here on the baseball show yeah. where we look at the Yankees and it's like, could they miss the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Well... Eight wins in a row has corrected that. Now they're sitting in the middle of the seating for the American League. They would take the, take on the Twins in a first-round series. That would be good as well. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Giancarlo Stanton talked about it yesterday and said that they, when their offense is clicking like that, they're going to be a tough out. That's a scary lineup to try to face to try and so like you look at them you look at the white Sox. it's it's the same it's like it's a scary lineup people are like oh well should the white Sox be afraid of of top tier pitching it's like well no top tier pitching should be afraid of the white Sox and the yankees download the podcast of the baseball show on the espn chicago app thanks to sean davis for producing the show tonight and we will talk to you on monday with waddle and sylvia too the odds couples coming up next this is, this is chicago's, chicago's home, home for sports, for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.